All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. Leave it. Keep going. <laughs> this is this is David Smith. Scott Weeby. <laughs> Brian Chesko. Wow. Rough start. But guys. No, awesome start. I am, <laughs> I am excited. This is Perfect for the season. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Nothing could have been more right than that start, based on how things are going on this side of the table. Okay, great. Yeah, he took a four-syllable word, and made it six. That yeah. was excellent. No, I'm excited to be recording here tonight. It's been too long since we have done this. Such is the case with the holidays, and then all of the matches, and then not matches for that weird week. Yeah. But Dave. I thought we, we put are. a decent two-man show together. Brian, we missed you. Yeah, I'm sure it was I've awesome. said a lot of terrible things about you. But yeah. <laughs> you would I'd ask hear. you how it went. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but I'm sure you did not listen. Sounded awesome. You guys were... <laughs> that might actually be the one uh, way that you would listen. Great advice. if you weren't on it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. No, that's not true. <laughs> I have a number of different segments that we're going to get into tonight. And we're going to have a lot of good conversations surrounding... Uh, the season, the time of the season that we are in right now. So as we are sitting here, it is Monday night. We are in the midst of game week 19, which is why we're not going to do what we normally do, which is go through the matches of the game week, because the game week is just over half over, really. I mean, there's still, I think, five more matches still to play throughout the six more. I don't know, whatever the number is. Something. Throughout the coming week, uh, it's a one of those weird, like, nine-day game weeks it is. on the calendar. Yeah. And so uh, we're uh, not going to do what we normally do to go over the weekend matches because it's still all going on. Game week 19 is still going on as we sit here. So instead we're going to do one of those different type of topical shows, which honestly is becoming a little bit more normal this year with the condensed schedule. So true. And I'm kind of liking it. So it'll be a good show, I think. I have nothing else to say, except it's, it's, it's going to be a good show. Loaded. It, yeah. It's completely loaded. It's a good song you said back there, the time of the season. It's the time of the season. Sing it for me, Brian. No, it's but it's. I had to look it up because I didn't, sure I I didn't no readily know it. The I didn't uh, know that it was the zombies offhand. So, I, I, so not what, yacht rock. No, not yacht rock at all. Okay. It would be if you were I don't know tripping acid on on a yacht. Might be a good time to listen to that at mm. night. Just tripping walk. on acid on a yacht at night. Let's talk about what happened in game week uh, nineteen so it. far. Let's get on with it. <laughs> Now, one of the things that we're going to do as we go throughout this show is as we talk about the different clubs in the Premier League, we're going to talk about who is rising and who is falling. This was a segment idea that was given to us by one of our All-Star listeners in our Slack workspace. Uh, All-Star listener Ryan. All-Star listener Ryan goes all the way back to 
pre-FPL America days with our show. Uh, he had the idea. We loved it. So as we go throughout, you're going to hear us talk about who's rising and who's falling. Dave, I know you've got a ton of information that you're going to interject as we go throughout this show. And I actually have different – I know for a fact I'm going to say different things than you. So we've got multiple opinions Beautiful. that we're going to be presenting as we go. Let's go – with all of that prefaced and, and introduced, let's talk about the fact that we're in a January signing window, shall we? Has anyone signed anyone? I mean, it seems like there's been so much action that that there hasn't hardly been any mention of almost any signings. Save just a few. some, just some outgoing players, but not. I don't think anyone that's really consequential. No but, one uh, major incoming. Yeah, that I know of. Yeah, not no, really. I have no, two. You have two. I have two that. Might have at least fringe FPL significance. There's two, Dave, of people who have come in who are. I mean, now by well, my honestly, by my I count, I was kind now. of thinking well, there might be two, might be two people that might be worth I mean, discussing. My instinct was to say zero, but now that I rethink it, I I feel like two is closer. What are you What are you going to tell us? Yeah, Why the Scott? mockery? No, Scott, I we're have, with you. I have two. No, this is great. No, let's hear it. I was right. thinking two. There's there's a name that's moved from a mid-table club to a bottom-of-the-table club, and I have to believe he's going to get more more playing time now that he's at the bottom of the table, and that could maybe have a flicker of FPL relevance. Okay. I'm referring to Robert Snodgrass moving from West Ham oh. to West Brom. Yeah. That is – a flicker is right. I think that is that well, is that about is the a... – I think that's about the right way to describe it. That speaks to the lack of activity in the transfer window. If we're talking I mean, about, listen, we are sitting here on January. Roberto Snodgrass. That's true. Yes, everyone's favorite Spanish player. <laughs> listen, it is January eighteenth. We're definitely looking at this after the first half of January, There's as no opposed doubt. to the second half of January. I think the second name I'm going to throw out there, which, by the way, you know, West Brom. Okay, so they've signed Robert Snodgrass. Before I go to the second player. You've got Robert Snodgrass. He's moved to West Brom. West Brom's coming off of a good result against Wolves. So, Dave, are those two cl- – like, does Robert Snad- Snodgrass lead West Brom to be a rising club, in your opinion? Is there anyone on West Brom All they have to do is rise above Burnley, Brighton, and Fulham. Not that tough of a task. Okay. I'm so just th- saying. Is, is Sam – okay, let me, let me ask you this question. Is Sam going to maintain his 100% record – of avoiding relegation in the Premier League with he, West Brom. He's made a difference since he showed up, which is so bizarre. Actually, you could argue that he hasn't because there's still until 19th. until this I was going to say until until Wolves. It it was it was looking grim. But they're still 19th. Yeah. Yeah, but but their performances were better. Look, we didn't need to stop talking about them because fantasy relevance okay. going forward, Not I just much there. I'm just saying Yeah, I uh, think their performances they weren't showing but they had two losses before Wolves, and it just felt like like West Brom's doing things that they weren't doing before. Sam's getting uh, performances out of them, and it then it manifested with Wolves in the Black Forest Derby. So look, I mean, I ju- I, it's just that they got smashed before Wolves. It's not just they got. Uh, it's I not mean, just losing; they got destroyed. Five. They gave up nine goals in two games, and I get it, it was against Leeds and Arsenal, but like. Still a ton of it's a ton to give up. Whenever the point was to bring him in to tighten things up, and it just didn't, just didn't happen. So that's why this result is. I think it's well, a. I think it's a very good one. And the other thing is, it's a derby. So do do you throw out sure. that performance or not? But do you, Do you throw it out for Wolves? 
their uh, opponent. Wolves, Most Wolves recent opponent. last they uh they haven't won a game in a while. No, they have not. So they their last two matches they lost, drew before that, lost before that, drew before that, and lost. So Wolves talk about rise falling teams, Scott. Yeah. Wolves assets is I mean, I own Neto and I can't sell him fast enough at the moment. I don't love it because I think there's good value there, but like that ends up becoming an issue a little bit with me owning him. Wolves is 14th in the table. So as a club, do you think they're going to fall much more than that? They should They should especially compared to who's below them. Agreed I mean, completely. there is no reason for them to drop any further than they are now. If they do, it's just it's it doesn't seem like they can't find a run of form to pick it back up. The again. festive fixtures were not friendly to them. Do you, so I and they also need Raul Jimenez to not have a fractured skull and hurry back. Well, you can't hurry back from a <laughs> no, fractured. You just skull. hurry back, Raul. <laughs> okay, yeah, force that. You know, will sure. the skull to heal? No, listen, I actually have a very significant point I want to make, and it's 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 out of the box as a lot of my points usually are. But for three seasons now, I've been keeping track on just my own spreadsheet of player points. It's my way of staying organized for the podcast. Scott's Magical Spreadsheet! You've made fun of my spreadsheet now for two and a half years. But I, I, noti- I have noticed something this year in the three seasons that I've maintained the spreadsheet. Okay. And that is that clubs are playing a lot more guys. Which yeah. makes sense. You know, the schedule is condensed. We've talked about how last season went into this season. And, you know, after the COVID-induced break, you know, the season ended. There's like, what, a month? And then it was back on again. They should allow five subs. And I mean, the, that, I that's mean, a poor form. We have been poor there. Poor form by FPL, but just saying FPL. The Premier Really, League. EPL. Yeah. No, I get your point, though. And I agree with you, obviously. But clubs are having to play a lot more guys. The yep. list of guys with fantasy points is very long. And I'm noticing a trend. The clubs who either through injury or just form have not been able to find the right recipe are the ones who are struggling. And if there is a club this season who has not found the right recipe, Man, especially wolves. since Raul's injury, yeah, it is way wolves. up there. Yeah, And that's why if Nuno Spirito Santo does not find the right recipe soon, Wolves could be in the kind of trouble that we never expected them to be in. They have that bad combination of key injuries and really good talent that's not ready yet. I mean, when you sign 18 and 19-year-olds like they did in this past offseason, that's great. They can be wonder kids all you want, but if they're not ready for prime time and you need them ready for prime time, it doesn't help you now. And that's where Wolves is at, and that's why it's, I, they're, they're potentially a falling club, although I agree with you, 14th Potentially, is they are falling. Well, any, any further... I don't know. That I agree. Fall I don't further, expect him but... to fall any further. But back to Robert Snodgrass. What I think is that a guy with the name Snodgrass should be suspicious to anyone. Definitely sus. Moving on. There's one other signing that could be significant. Manchester United made it. They splashed some cash again. Diallo. Ahmad Diallo from Atlanta. Well, they're they're like Vanderbeek. They're bringing them in and just kind of slowly bringing them into the squad. Look. You, it is tough, and it's weird to think and say. Uh, at Drew, your boys, they're top of the table. And they've kind of been doing pretty good. It's true. Look at their run of form. Manchester United, draw, win, 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 yeah, draw, no, win in their yeah, last five. I was going to say the last five, there's only two teams better than them. So it's really kind of a tough thing to say that they're not 
right where they should be. It's crazy. And it as really we're sitting is. here in the middle of game week 19, you're excited about the fact that they, their next opponent's Fulham. You, you would expect, since they're at opposite ends of the table, that the good form for United will continue. So United, Diallo's in. Obviously, they can't rise any higher than first in the table, but is there a reason to believe they'll be able to sustain what they're doing right now, Dave? And specifically, are there FPL assets there that are going to help them do that? Yeah, because I, what's what's bizarre about it for me is I don't even feel like Martial's in great form. I don't believe Rashford's in great form. Pogba might be able, might be coming into a little bit of form. Seems to be interested in playing, and so and, and of course Bruno, he's been their their consistent all star player all season. It's just interesting. Like, how are they doing it? Like, they're not crushing people. But somehow they're just edging out and edging out, and they're kind of gritting out some games, and they've got some one-zero wins. And next thing you know, they're finding themselves at the top of the table. I, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, it really, really is. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is sitting on four sixes in a row. I know. And this game week's not over yet. That will likely go up more than the six. I, my guess is Luke Shaw says the yeah, same. Yeah, I was going to say Luke Shaw's the guy, I think, for money – that that's kind of hard to beat right now, and he keeps showing up. I mean, that's the thing. He, His, yeah, I don't love that one though. But he's, I mean, he's had two weeks now. Eighteen and nineteen were kind to Luke Shaw, but his last good return prior to eighteen was game week twelve. So I'm not really there with you. And and plus, in game week twenty two, he'll be hurt again. That's Luke Shaw in a nutshell, is it not? I would much it rather is. take the consistency of Aaron Juan Bissaka if I can afford it. I would recommend that all day long over a, a very inconsistent Luke Shaw. I don't care what the bonus points of the last two weeks said. Look, United schedule, they got Fulham, then they got Sheffield, Arsenal, Southampton, Everton, West Brom, Newcastle. Okay, their next six to seven games is really nice. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you do go with a Luke Shaw, Scott, even if he – Misses a game, so what? I mean, if you have other backups, if you, I mean, if you got other guys on the bench, look, if you're looking for sixes, and honestly, Shaw sometimes give you, gives you some bonus points, and he's he's putting crosses in. I just feel like United United is somehow doing it with smoke and mirrors. Maybe they're not as good as the top of the table says, but but let me tell you something. If they come into some form and they really start rap, you know, tapping on some people's heads, they could be dangerous. It's that Luke Shaw has Tellus right behind him, and That's true. and he, and Tellus was brought in with good pedigree, and I, I think the feeling was Tellus would just take the spot because Shaw had been so poor, and Shaw keeps getting starts, so Shaw's kind of keeping him out for the most part. So if it came down to it, yeah, of course. I mean, it, Juan Bissaka is great. I just feel like they're. Are they going to keep getting clean sheets all the time? It just doesn't. For the near future, know. based on they, what Dave they, just read they, to us. They, they sure can. Sure seven games, I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's talk about Leicester next. Leicester has made their way back up into the top four following their defeat of Southampton. I want to go ahead and give out my honorary meaningless FPL half point right hey. here. I'm going to give it out to one former president, James Madison. Oh, nice. Just kidding, the Leicester midfielder. James sure, Harris. you right. were confused. You give no, me I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I never thought about it before. England and the Premier League put together these stricter protocols specifically for dressing room I know where activity, you're going now. sure, for 
uh, celebration of goals, and just about every club ignored the protocols, especially after goals were scored. One man was the exception, very notably the exception, and that was James Madison. And James Madison, you know, he scores the goal and he like air handshakes all of his teammates, right? It's, it's a very funny moment. And then, you know, safe COVID celebration of goal. It reminded me of the NFL. Obviously, this is a big time of the year for the National Football League here in the United States. This is not an NFL podcast. It still isn't. But uh, they used to be known as the No Fun League, right? Because there were so many restrictions on touchdown celebrations that they'd put into place. And a couple of seasons ago, they did away with a lot of that. And they started to say, you know, some of these things are going to be fine. And it opened up the floodgates of creativity for NFL players to come up with with touchdown celebrations. And it has honestly been amazing and a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The opposite of no fun. Mm. Well, I read a quote where Brendan Rodgers said, you know, we could focus on the negative with this and the restrictions that are in place. Or we can just be creative with what we're going to do when we do have reasons to celebrate. And that's what James Madison did. And I love the fact that Brendan Rodgers did that and that James Madison then carried it out. And for that reason, James Madison, not only because you kept your teammates safe, but because you did it in a very creative way. You get my honorary half point. Well done, James. Lester is a club on the rise. Yeah, I love those guys. Are they on the rise, though? Well, I mean, they're on the rise until like 35, and then they ha- will remember Brendan Rodgers as their manager, and they'll they'll flop. I just in never know what to think about Leicester. I don't know what team. Well, they've show been up. they've been like they've been really steady at the very least. Who though? Who has been steady? Because Fantasy I guarantee wise you, team wise. Oh, I think you team, mean no, I think team wise they've been really consistently inconsistent. Really Brian, I guarantee they're you, they're in third. They're they are in third. Give them full credit. For I was going to say you can't get to third. But from yeah, what, what are you talking about? From a fantasy perspective, though, I guarantee you, any Lester asset you've owned, you probably own them at the wrong time. The, the only see guy, Harvey Barnes. The guy I would own right now is the only Lester player that I would feel well. That's two. There's two Lester players that I'd feel comfortable owning. James Justin by hook or by crook keeps finding his way into things. I wouldn't go there if I had to own one though. I'd go with Harv. James Justin has been so good this season, and I sold him a long time ago, and he they just keep doing better than I think they're going to. No, Vardy's been Vardy's been good overall. Like points wise, he's up there in the top. Was he in the top five? I assume he's in the top five for forwards. James Madison, since he's back fully from injury, has been very good. Vardy's two for forwards. Vardy's two. That, yeah, I mean. That's pretty good. I, mean, I I get it that he, you're you're just gonna have to deal with his hip and groin injury all season long, and you're gonna have yellow triangles next to his name probably the entire season. He's second in point. It's the same with Matt. It's Madison, Telemans, and and Harvey Barnes are all. I mean, they all have merit. Uh, all three of them. You could, I mean, you could have a dilemma picking between the three of them. And yet, yeah, it's tough, yet, to, Ryan, it's tough to do it. Over the last nine game weeks, Telemans has given you returns twice. Over the last nine game weeks, Harv's given you returns three times. Over the last nine game weeks, Madison has given you returns three times. Jamie Vardy, at least, has given you five. And now I say the last nine game weeks, I will throw the asterisk in here to say that they did not play in game week 18. So Vardy, more than half of the weeks, has given you at least something to feel good about. Although, as we sit here, you don't love the fact that he was one of the only ones who didn't get anything out of the Southampton match, and therefore that double game week you know, bonus you were hoping for from Jamie Vardy, that didn't come through. But 
this is consistently inconsistent from an FPL standpoint, and that's why I currently don't own a single Leicester player except for James Justin. Don't feel great about it. I did it, and I've regretted it ever since, but he's still in my squad. And yeah, but you're liking him this week when you get that bench boost, Scott. I'm, I'm liking it at the moment, but one week is all. I mean, I brought him in before 17. He gave me one point. He blanked for 18 when I free hit. I took. I didn't have him in my free hit squad anyway. We'll talk about my chips here in just a minute. Sure. And then, you know, now now I'm happy in game week 19. Hopefully over the long haul, I am happy about my James Justin transfer. But there is no consistency here. And, again, it's all about how you want to play it. If you want to bring him in and forget – like, if you have Vardy, you bring him in and you forget about him. Clearly, like, obviously. Yeah. So you're, you're fine yeah. with that. Are you owning any lesser players? No, I have zero. Okay. I have zero. Scott, you have one and you don't feel great about it. And it's not is an that, offensive Is that player. the proper answer for third place Lester? No, look. I mean, Harvey Barnes is having a career year for Leicester City. The dip for him. Yeah, because him. he hasn't played this much ever before. Right. And well, and and his gigantic dip in the middle of the season coincided with them playing cup matches week in and week out and that's where he was getting all his minutes. Vardy was not playing cup matches because they need him to be healthy when it matters and they can't have him playing twice in a week. Harvey Barnes is in the top 6 or 7 of in every statistical category for midfielders this season. When he plays, I don't understand why he doesn't play in league games all the time. Obviously, when he plays a lot, he's excellent. So, I mean, look, he's... he's he started the last four matches, and his scores, fantasy scores have been 7, 8, 2, and 9. He already has as many goals this season as he had all of last season. Harv. So, he is Harv, and he is playing really well, and it's I blame cup matches and Brendan Rodgers' team selection. Mm. James Madison is... is Really good. He it, he, it, he landed Donovan that uh, goal. He roofed it, like he right did. in front yeah. of the keeper. Yeah, you're right. That's, and, that's uh, a good that's a good World Cup reference. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He completely Donovan that ball, uh, and I was happy for him. He's a really talented player, and and it's going to be fun to see uh, him come back into some form. Except I just realized it wasn't Landon Donovan who roofed it in the World Cup. It, it was wasn't? Michael Bradley, but that's fine. I knew what you meant. Okay. Madison and Barnes are tied for 13th in overall midfielder scoring. Madison's three tenths higher in price. You're not having both, I'm sure. So which one are you picking? It's good. It's a good call. Oh man, I would probably rather have Madison. I'd I rather just... have Harv. Madison has the higher ceiling, but Barnes is probably going to give you more consistent scores. I don't know if he has the higher ceiling. It's just hard. I mean, look, Harv. Ryan, I'm baiting you. I don't I know. know if he has a higher ceiling. There's, I don't know what the ceiling is for these guys. The ceiling's what, 15? For this her? is when you go, sounds like a bet. Oh, uh, this sounds like a bet. I'm not betting you on a lesser player. <laughs> yeah. I'm look, not interested. I, look, we've, we've come, been on, a, come on, Scott. You don't have a James Madison Harv bet? Who's going to score look, the most points the rest no of the year? I have no desire to root for any Leicester player. Telemans is the player. cheapest, and he's on. we already know he's on penalties whenever Vardy's not playing. And Vardy subbing off is probably going to be something that happens more as long as... Look, Brendan Rodgers said about even this week, about playing this next double-week match, we hope he'll be okay. It's It was obviously sore and restrictive, so we thought we'd take him off toward the end. He was subbed off at like... 90 in the 91st minute limping to give him a like it was and he said it was that impingement he gets on his hip that is going to be that he gets when he said that it was that impingement he gets i don't like i don't you no one wants to hear that he gets an impingement 
So I'm just saying, like, like you're owning Vardy, knowing that he has an impingement, soft tissue impingements, and I don't like hip problems. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about the most transferred in player prior to game week 19. It might surprise you if you don't already know. It's Thomas Socek of West Ham. Hmm. Now it I, sounds like a lot of people haven't been listening to us. Well, it sounds like they finally did, and they're catching up on episodes. After weeks of talking about Thomas Socek, and I will go back and Brian's I will say... Brian's been talking about him since the pre- start of the uh, year. You, you took it right out of my mouth. I was going to say, if you've been listening from the beginning of the season, Brian has actually been talking about Socek. So long, it was long enough for Brother Matt to mock it, and then finally had to walk back the mock and sign Socek. That happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> mostly because... Not mostly. It's it's the price point matching the output, right? Correct. And that's what... Socek is better at that than anybody else, Points and that's why... It points per pound, the the, cate- the the metric that we made up that FPL stole from us two seasons ago. You're welcome, official FPL. Anyway, Socek's most transferred in. We talked in our two-man show, Dave, a couple of weeks ago, our last pod, about how West Ham had the best double game week of game week 19. Did you make the Mikhail Antonio move that we discussed? I absolutely did. I let DCL go. I cashed in on all the money I earned because I owned him from the beginning of the season, and he's about to lose a tenth, and I did not want to lose tenth that I had earned. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I let DCL go, brought in Antonio. And he scored within 10 minutes. And I'm loving life. And he still has another match to play. That's correct. Which is exactly what you're excited about in a double game. Which week. hopefully he plays. Same issue. Yep. You already know. Uh, is there an impingement? Not an impingement unless you want to, unless that's something that can happen to both hamstrings. You just know what, like, it's a, I, I guess it's chronic thigh impingement for him. <laughs> but no, David Moyes already said afterward that after the match against Burnley, they have to be careful with him. They know, they know that he, he said he has more gears left yet to go. So we just, we want to get him back up to full speed, but we have to be cautious. I, he, sh- I expect they said we will try to get him ready. Yeah. I assume he'll be ready, but. Who knows? No. Anyone who brought in Mikhail Antonio, especially if you listen to our podcast, you know you didn't bring him in to play 90 minutes in both matches. That's not something Mikhail Antonio gives you. But he scored within the first 10 minutes of this match, and he can certainly do that hey, in I'm, substitution I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hoping. Here's, We're all hopeful. Here's to hoping. Absolutely. Uh, West Ham, Dave, is a rising club in the Premier League. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, look at their form. Two wins on the spin. Two draws before that, loss and draw before that. But, man, uh, the, what's not to like about about some of their players? A lot of people own Sufal. I actually, my free transfer last week, I now own Aaron Cresswell. Okay. Who has quietly become the top-scoring SPL defender. Was until Andy Robertson. And, and so Got he's it. still and, right and th- there. I mean, you trying to you trying to blow me up on that? No, I'm just saying that he's he's in Robertson's the got him by a point. Right, it's and that's that's good. He's been he's been excellent. He was lucky against Burnley because it was really close to him having an own goal off his calf. If it wasn't for a pretty close offside, so no, that was a <laughs> that no. But they've been defensively even with moving to a back four. Even with the loss of uh, offensive Masuaku, chances. yeah, they it's it still hasn't uh, it hasn't totally look, hurt them. They're home to West Brom mm-hmm. at a Crystal Palace. Who knows if Zaha plays? And, and honestly, it's a Crystal Palace Scott that probably seems to be falling. They're below Wolves. Reason. They are falling. Uh, oh, then they're home to a Liverpool team who can't score, and then they're they're 
they're at Villa than Fulham Sheffield. I like the West Ham's upcoming schedule defensively. When you look at Sioux Fall, which I almost went with, you look at Cresswell, Ogbana, and then Fabianski just came back in goal, right? And we all know that they're a better team when he's in when he's in goal. And don't forget this week, if you had uh if if I had been here, I would have wanted to talk about Craig Dawson, who's now started three. You have talked about Craig Dawson. Yeah, well, he finally three sixes in a row in the last three West Ham. Matches. Yeah, he's gotten and he scored in their cup match midweek. He was the only person who managed to be able to do anything for them. And the question is whether or not Balbuena, who's been out, whether because Balbuena has been good this season. I think he's been shockingly good this season. So the question is, does Balbuena get his spot back? when Craig Dawson is in there and playing really well for them. David Moyes is so confident about what he's doing at West Ham that probably the most surprising sale of the January window was Sebastian Hilaire out, especially while Antonio was still hurt. They sent him out. Mm -hmm. They brought in a replacement. We'll do a how to say on him in a future week if he ever scores any fantasy points that are relevant. Uh, But David Moyes has found finally something that's worked since he was manager at Everton. And, and if he can find that Everton form as a manager, then that's only good things for West Ham. I dare say a lot of FPL lineups probably have something like what we're talking about. And Antonio up front at, what, 6'2 or something, 6'3. Socek in the middle, and then defender in the back. For me, it's Ogbonna. For you, it's Sufal. Cresswell. Oh, oh Cresswell. Sorry, for you, no, it's Cresswell. But for I almost others, brought in Sufal. A lot of people in Sufal, he's – if you yeah, if you want to, awesome. Brian, shop in the bargain bin, then – Sioux Fall has to be really close at the top. I just went – I don't know why. My gut said just go with the more offensive Cresswell. But I, they had but, been playing in a but back four. That's been the big stat with Sioux Fall is that he's created more chances than Aaron Cresswell Great. Had. Why didn't you tell so, me this before I made the transfer, well, because you stupid I, head? You can, you can read – I can you look can it up look for myself. I, exactly. I, you probably had it in FPL America, the article. Hey, huge it's probably credit. where it was, and I missed it Huge somehow. credit, though, to – I mean, Jared Bowen – like he is Daniel Potence. Einhorn, Einhorn He's is doing Einhorn everything but getting on the fantasy. He, I know he always sheet. looks in the mood to do everything. Yeah. Like the guy is just—it's just—he just doesn't—he just doesn't get it. Like Fornals assists Antonio this week, and Fornals has been outstanding this season. Like they just have so many players that are getting it done in so many different ways. They're not prolific though. I mean, they're not scoring a ton of goals. They're just they they are very much capable. For the money, they're capable though. For the money, for sure. the West Ham players are worth a look because they're not expensive. It's for the money, but also it's it's it, we just talked about Leicester and you know, I pointed out the inconsistent returns. When when it is West Ham, I like it when you know, generally speaking, where the returns are going to come from. And when Antonio plays, it's going to generally be him. It's gonna be so check on a set piece. It's going to be those defenders on on the you know obviously getting the clean sheets, but then I mean Ogbonna's due for a headed goal every once in a while. Cresswell's going to cross it in and give you an assist. Sufal, you just said, is creating more chances than Cresswell. You, when you know it's going to be you know reduced to those guys like United, the attack right now it's Bruno. So you you want Bruno? Like I like it when things can be predictable week in and week out often enough to where you're able to play this game well. I don't want to I don't want to leave. Rashford out in the cold. Rashford might not have the same total production, but Marcus Rashford, the numbers have been there for him. He's been very good, especially in the last like six or seven weeks. It's not. This isn't. It's. It's. I know he's not. If you're gonna pick between 
you're you're not probably picking him over Bruno, but I'm saying Rashford. Fair. Well, Rashford his, has his been scores good. the last five weeks two six two. I guess those are fresh in my mind, and then two seven. Two sevens before that, a goal in each against Leicester and Wolves. You know what? You and then put, another two against Leeds. So, no, listen, you can put Rashford right next to Harvey Barnes on your all meaningless stats team. Uh, I would disagree with that. I would tend to be more Brian on that. I I would actually own Rashford. I don't. I would not be scared to own Rashford. Do you own Bruno? Um, yeah. So you'd own both. It wouldn't be horrible with United's upcoming schedule if you were if you were a Sun owner. You know when it and you weren't horrible? completely excited about, you know, his two and a five or whatever, and and you were having doubts on whether or not owning. So Sun. right now you would go Rashford to Sun. Uh, no, I. Or, I'm sorry, you'd go from Sun to Rashford. Opposite, you would go to Rashford from. If Sun. you look over like the next three game weeks, home to Liverpool, uh, at Brighton, home to Chelsea, home to West Brom at City. So like next Yo-yo. three out of five matches. For Spurs are not easy. I mean, they're against their their top six foes, if you will. This is the same Sun and the same Spurs where we didn't care about the schedule before. We said stick with Sun and Kane. So you're saying change that strategy now. Go from Sun to Rashford. Is that what you're saying? Because I'm going to argue with you if you Spurs are. Spurs look a little tired right now Agreed. after the festive fixtures. They're they're leaking goals where they weren't leaking. As a dire owner, I'm now paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheffield and Fulham, I think it was Sheffield and Fulham, both scored Sheffield did this a goal last, yeah. on them that was meaningless, but yet it was no clean. So sheet. Spurs are a falling club in your opinion. An almost not meaningless goal though, in that game for Sheffield. Yeah, no, no, I know, no, yeah. no, that that yeah. was a, that was a the McGoldrick header was ridiculous. Says was the Sheffield good. fan among us. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can I can never tell. I mean, he's a Spurs, but if then you Sheffield, look at his profile hammers, on the FPL website, right now it's Blades. Yeah, it, he is ranked with the Sheffield owners. Um, look, I just look at United's schedule and I see at Fulham, home to Sheffield, at Arsenal, home Southampton, Everton, West Brom, Newcastle. I look at United's schedule. And I'm like, man. Okay, what if one of their opponents gets COVID? You want two midfielders now? We I mean, talked about the diversification. You diversified. I haven't diversified. I mean, I own three Spurs. I own two City players. I, I, own, I own three you. Hammers. I don't understand you. I own three Hammers. Every time we've gotten together in the last three episodes and we talk before the microphones are turned on, you've told the story about how you got crushed by a 29 the week that Everton and City and Spurs all didn't play. Yeah. And yet you haven't done anything with your lineup to fix it the next time it happens. Yeah, I guess it's just not going to happen. You know, I, I figure it's not going to happen again. <laughs> And you're wrong. <laughs> How many times has this game week schedule changed on the fly? Uh, it, has, it was a 16-game game week. Now it's what? It's it's a different 16, that's for sure. Well, I, I think it's less than that. At least now I, I have like every single player on my team plays. So before I had a couple players. And I'm dinner. telling you right now, it, you, I mean, you know but what? No, you look, you're, you're nine are Nine years out of ten, it's, it's a great job to get Bruno and Rashford. Just like we've talked about, have Mane and Salah in years past. Not saying that's what you do right now, but we've said it in the past. Yeah. Bruno and, Sa- and Rashford, I get it. Nine years out of ten, you're exactly right. This year, you're wrong. Pick one. And the one you're going to pick, I hope every single time, is Bruno right now until he gets hurt or shows that he can't do it anymore, which is going to take a while to do. I don't care that he's had a two and a three in his last two matches. It's still Bruno. Moving along. I have a bad beat to give. Maybe. 
It's a bad beat in progress. Does that count? It's weird, but sure. Anything goes this year. Okay, so I was looking at my squad. I made I, I used my free transfer on the aforementioned DCL to Antonio move, which freed up a lot of money, put a lot of money in my bank. That was my free transfer. And so I looked at my squad, and I was looking at my bench especially, and I was like, I like my bench. I don't know who to put in my starting lineup. Okay. So then I was like, Maybe that means I should use my bench boost this game week. Sure. Except David Button sitting in the buttonhole, oh, backup wow. goalkeeper. Sure. Right? I'm like, well, I've got a lot of money in the bank. Shorty, what you drink? David Button mm-hmm. is going to give me a zero. This is the time to take a ne- This is the smartest negative four I've ever taken. I've got 1.2 pounds in the bank because of my DCL sale to Antonio. I can go from David Button... To Emiliano Martinez on a double game week, I don't care that one of those two is Manchester City. All he's got to do is overcome four to make the negative four worth, worth it. it. And so I made the move with the negative four, and I hit bench boost active on my squad. Wow. And then West Ham played Wolves in the first match of the game week. And out of nowhere, Sam Johnston sits. David <laughs> Button starts. <laughs> no way. For West Brom. No way! Yes, I did not know that. This is great. This is great. David David Button, Button got a start, and his terrible nineteen-year-old looking mustache, part of his weird goatee facial hair thing. He was. Hey, doing. man, let's go easy on this guy. Some, you know, some people uh, are follically challenged. Well, he should then have shaved. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't let it show. You know, like how when you're fifteen and it's all fuzz and. Like, your dad needs to show you how to shave ASAP sure. or else you're going to be publicly embarrassed. You, you, sure. Is it just me that, that went through that phase? Uh, anyway, <laughs> David Button needed to shave. And it doesn't matter. He plays. Now, thankfully, I celebrated both of Wolves' goals. Right. Of course you <laughs> David did. David Button only scored two points. But now it makes it even harder for Martinez, especially with City as one of those two matchups in this double game. Now week. he's got to outscore by six. Yes. Gotta get to six in order to make the negative four even start to count. This is a bad beat in progress. This is fantastic. Only a penalty save will help you now. All right, so all right, so you played your bench boost. I did. You want to talk about your other chip you played? I do. Do you want to say anything else about Aston Villa before we move on? Since I brought up Emiliano Martinez, and then I will talk about my chips. I don't have anything to go with. Aston Villa's only played fifteen matches. You can look at this two ways. Number one, it is kind of bizarre. Well, it's yeah, lots of lots of games in hand for them. Lots of games in hand, which is a blessing and a curse. Because you you look at the you know you count up the points of all the wins if they if they're all wins they're going to climb up into the top four right right but that's a lot of matches to have to play in a short period of time probably I mean just like this game week I mean they're playing you know they're 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 a random Saturday match to end the game week uh, on an so, FA Cup weekend so bizarre uh, you know they're playing Wednesday and Saturday in a game week that started this past Saturday so that's that's what Villa's season is going to look like and that weirdness could be a problem honestly it might, it might be it might not be a good thing but also it's inconsistent Aston Villa I too. just don't own it I mean Grealish sure Grealish obviously ownable yeah Grealish extremely ownable I think El Ghazi at this point has thrown himself and we've into, talked about into that. force forcing himself into thinking for, on for what they're doing on one of my doing. videos on social media that neither of you have seen I talked about how and while Anwar Al Ghazi is one of those players who, as soon as I bring him into my lineup, he won't he's going to stop scoring goals. Yeah. And so for that reason, I refuse to bring him in. I always felt like that about Roberto Firmino. 
Sure, I agree. Right. Fully agree. When I finally go to him, he stops. Honestly, for as good a season as I've had personally in FPL, that's every single one of my goalkeepers this season. <laughs> I, goal, I said it in game week like five. You can't You can't. Get Goalkeeper a- points are basically a second form of bonus points for me. That's how, that's how I'm trying to deal with this mentally <laughs> or else I'll drive myself crazy. I've, See my previous almost bad beat segment. Anyway, uh, no thank you on Villa. I've got Martinez in goal. I'll keep flirting with him throughout the season, dating him occasionally. Uh, I hear you on Jack Grealish. Fine, I'm not doing it, but fine. I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, Jack, I'm, I'm Jack, saying absolutely no on El Ghazi, just because Jack Grealish is fourth in yeah, scoring absolutely. for midfielders. I, right. I mean, I just uh, to me, he's the most one of the it's most not, obviously not, ownable he's players. He's fourth, and he's only played 15 games. I know that's that's the that's the thing Let's about consider him. This, I, Scott. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. What I don't know why be. we're just brushing that away. <laughs> I would have to go up a full, just about a pound from Mason Mount to him. To make that work, unless you know, I go down from Sun, and those are two moves I don't want to make right now. It's that weird price. You probably, point. you probably have some. You could probably sacrifice some money in the defense to get there if you needed to. That's probably true. Sell James Justin, right? Anyway, go back to Tyreek Mitchell. Uh, all right, uh, let's move into. Yeah, so you brought this up earlier. I wanted to finish my Aston Villa point. Yeah, I have been very aggressive with my chips this season. In years past, I basically saved them. saved them all till the end of the season and played them in the last four game weeks. Right. Except for the wild cards, because I've had bad seasons the last two seasons. I've basically played my wild card almost pretty, as soon as I can. Pretty early, yeah. Uh, and then, but I've always saved the other chips for the end of the season, and I've been much more aggressive this, this season. They're all played. The only thing I have left to do is the second half wild card. Man, now, Scott. it has worked no better this season than it did in the previous seasons. Bench boost TBD. My, my triple captain, I did, you know, I did Mo Salah, what was it, against West Ham? I blocked it out of my memory. It was, the, it was one of those matchups that looked like it was a sure thing, and it wasn't. To it your was point, last week. It was too obvious. Oh, no, it was two weeks. Is it two weeks uh, ago? No, I played it. Was, it. it was, uh, I can it was look, Liverpool I think it was against West, West Brom. Brom. Game week 15, I think. Mm-hmm. I can look this 15. up. And West Brom drew him. West Brom got the 1-1 draw. Yeah, Salah didn't return anything. And then I played my free hit in game week 18, the blank game week, and that was How a made dud. you score, by the way? You you won the game week over me with my free hit played. First time, by the way, since we've been gauging this. I did not free hit, and, and I scored a 50. I was like 47 or something. Proud of that 50. And now I've played my bench boost in game week 19. So far, so good, but you know, lots of matches still to go. Yeah, you're smoking it right now. You... Uh, I got 66. You got, what, 71? That's correct. And, uh, yeah, I, I anticipate you stretching your legs a little bit. You picked a good week to, to bench boost. And it literally just came out of me not being able to decide who to play, who to play so and, and having the ability to get two goalkeepers right. who are going to play, right. thinking that the negative four would be easily overcome. Understood. Again, that's also TBD. What do you have left, by the way? Who do I have left to chips. play? No, the chips that you've left. I haven't to play. played any chips. So you got them all, including your second half wild card. Yeah, you haven't played that yet. Nope. What are you What are you waiting for? I haven't needed it. I'm waiting for a good moment. Uh, Match week nineteen. Haven't or, needed it. Match week. Uh, no, I have not needed it I yet. I mean, game week twenty six is going to be interesting. I'm hearing rumors that everyone might have a double game week, and if that's the case, if everyone has one, then there's no meaning, right? Barring, barring potential matchups. Not if you matchups. have a bench boost. Mm, gotcha. Right? 
Not if you have a bench boost in your back pocket. That's valid. Okay. And so then so I already have a full – I've done better this year than ever before making sure that my bench, especially midway through the first half of the season, the fantasy season, making sure that my bench has playable players. Especially, I mean, we talked about this early. Because of COVID, this year more than ever, you need to make sure that you have a full team. I went a lot, a lot of that without having a goalkeeper, but now I even have two goalkeepers playing. So I've kind of set up for that. I don't need to make any big moves. I've just been dinking and dunking on my one transfer per week. So, and I, my team value is pretty high. I'm not concerned about. I'm at a, a 105. So I'm not wicked concerned. That probably will continue to grow a little bit. But, uh, you know, at this stage in the game, I'm all about the points, Scott. And so mm-hmm. I'm just interested in, hey, who's going who's gonna to treat me right this week? So, uh, so we'll see. No, I have all my chips. I'm ready to drop some hammers if I can hit them, climb up that table. Uh, I'm excited about that because there's a lot of people, i.e. you, although you're way out in front of me, that uh, have played a lot of the chips. So a lot of people have be, played chips. Just, let's just be honest. You're like – you're like Michigan in college football. Like you could be bad all year, but if you could just beat Ohio State, it's a successful season. That well, and your brother Matt that's is the your biggest, Ohio State. That's the biggest if ever. And when we're talking, <laughs> this is not a Big Ten podcast, but that is a huge if. If Michigan will ever beat Ohio State again, no. Look, I uh, yes, my brother and I are close to the table. I just jumped him this past week. Uh, I uh, is it's not my life goal to beat him, but it it oh, is on. his life goal to beat me. Listen, I'm already excited about the fact that because we're talking about him, when this pod drops, sure, we're gonna know when he's heard it because Slack will blow up. Which, well, by and, the way, can I just segue into the fact that once again, Patreon.com/slash/FPLAmerica, we'd love to have you join our workspace. We've had you know additions throughout this season. We'd love to have you be the newest. All star listener Charlie, now all star listener Billy. And Charlie, by the way, has popped up the table again in the FPL America. Yes, he has. Diane, we're not leaving you out either. Nope, absolutely not. We've got all sorts of listeners who have joined us in the last year. We're grateful for that. Uh, They've joined by by making small, very, very small donations every month to our website. Uh, I'm sorry, to Patreon, to our Patreon site, uh, patreon.com slash FPL America. And by the way, quick plug for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just find us. Follow us. Maybe catch, America. catch some of our content. We release this pod once a week usually, you know. But obviously, there's a lot more content to to to, to put out there on a, on a weekly or on a, almost a daily basis with the way the schedule is going this season. Right. So I've got a lot of stuff out there. You know, you would have seen my lineup. You would have seen Dave's lineup prior to this game week uh, that we're in the midst of right now. If you follow us on social media, so I recommend that you do that right now. Pause this pod. Follow us on all those places, and then come right back to us. And now that you're back, I'll just put in one important plug for one more thing for our Patreon site. That is where you will find FPL America, colon, the article, exclamation point. Ryan has put together a very, very good, almost weekly uh, uh, column mm-hmm. where, to, you know, Dave has mentioned this point before, some of the best stat-based content this podcast has ever put together is on that article. You Check know what out. my favorite is? Is when I end up seeing something off the Fantasy Premier League site itself and then I'm reading it and I'm like, Brian Brian's put that out two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And, and, uh, and, and sometimes it's some of the same information and I'll go look. FPL, the article's release was a whole day earlier and I, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. 
All right, let's talk about, I know they're bottom of the table. I know there's probably not a lot of FPL relevance here, but we do need to talk a little bit about Fulham because we asked Brian to do something that we've never done before. We've asked him to put together what I've been calling a mega how to say. Uh. Because when the season started, Fulham had a defense that looks nothing like the Fulham defense now. No, it they have Scott Parker has transformed that team and not into only, an 18th place juggernaut. It is. It, you don't want to face them in 18th place. No, it's place. true, though. No, they are hard. Uh, we made that point. It's 1-0, 1-1, every single week. They are hard to play against. They, they they're, are, not, they're not your normal bottom-of-the-table pushover. Their change in defense, though, is absolutely shocking. And now they have a bunch of players that have – Probably going to make a segment here. Well, they are because yeah. a couple of them, we are not entirely sure how to say their names. So this is a mega how to say of the Fulham back line. Brian, take it away. Uh, music, David. Oh, Lord. Should we have a music? Always, Brian. There's always something. I always put something out there. Please play Wooly Bully by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Thank you very much. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. This week's How to Say is a collection of names that make up Fulham's recently resurgent defense. I'm assuming, I was going to say it was the, the, there's four players. I, this week they played uh, five at the back against Chelsea. Players. But I'm saying that I think everyone knows already, uh, knows how to say American uh, Anthony Robinson. American Anthony Robinson. Red carded, recently red carded yeah. Anthony Robinson. That's true. USA. <laughs> so the other four players that made up Fulham's defense uh, this week, that's where we are focusing on. Uh, just four player names, 46 letters. Dave, I'm sure you can quickly and accurately do the average per name on that one. Starters from week one only had 37 letters. Why didn't Scott Parker figure this out before? How are you going to... How are you going to win with names like Joe Bryan or Tim Ream? Yep. Hardly any letters. Yep. American Tim Ream. More Americans. <laughs> Let's just get Tosin Adarabayo out of the way first. Adarabayo. Tosin Adarabayo. There's a silent O in there. That is 15 letters right off the bat. Why are there no arms on his picture on the FPL site? If you guys could only see... Where's his arms? That's, that's true. Go look at his arms. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. They shopped Holy his, Lord. They <laughs> shopped his arms off. <laughs> what? What is this? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I busted this up. No, I never noticed that before. It's unbelievable. If you guys could only... It, does he actually have no arms? No, he has arms. He obviously has arms. <laughs> And obviously not from his picture. He has arms. Why are you going to take a view of what he looks like in real life from his picture on FPL? If you guys could see his full name, you would have asked for a how to say on just him. One of his given names, one of his middle names is 16 letters by itself. Stop it. You should. Can you say it? No. You should also love that Fulham... Uh, got him from Manchester City for two million pounds, and uh, City fans complained that it was bad business for their team to sell him for so cheap. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Obviously, because when Fulham get relegated at the end of the season, they're gonna buy him back for at least twelve million from Fulham. 
terrible business. Fulham probably did good business. Yeah, if there's a buyback clause in there, it's probably not good. Not only that, I think the actual sale was like for one and a half million plus incentive. So it might it was uh, got it. So good good move, Fulham. Next is Ola Aina and Kenny Teta. Two players who, by name length, would have fit right in earlier. Yeah, that's true. Aina. <laughs> the odd one of the group here, of the remaining players, big surprise, is Dutch. The best I can find is that uh, Joachim, his first name, which is different than what the way you would hear that same name in German, where it's more like, Joachim! It <laughs> <laughs> scared me. I, I heard your love of Jojo Rabbit in that. Yes. Yeah. Then the surname, which we see as, we see it, Americans, as Anderson, is a little more like, I think it's a little more like uh, Anderson. Really? At, le- at least the way that the Dutch phonology An- makes Anors- it look like. Yeah. An- Anderson. It's, the, there is a, it's not an obvious D in the pronunciation of that no based D's. on the Dutch phonology which at this point in this segment we don't have time to go into okay. okay you know after will you come play for us the first question every club should ask is will you say your name on a video yes <laughs> Under, completely your Fulham defense not including Callum Robinson but including Callum Robinson your Fulham defense not including Anthony Robinson but including Anthony Robinson Definitely not including Callum Robinson, is none other than Ola Aina, Kenny Teta, Tosin Adarabayo, and Joachim Anderson. Well done, Brian. Okay. And the good news is, is only like the rest of them I checked, they all have arms. It's only Adarabayo. How do I how do I say it? Adarabayo. A- Adarabayo. Yeah. No, it is not no Adarabioyo. No, no arms. That is for sure. Adarabio. Yes. Um. Now, with all that said, yeah, what do you want to know now? We have talked about Lookman as a potential fantasy option. I'm going to say right now, no. If there was a player to go back to the song, if there was a player in their defense whose name was Patty Tolmatty, it would fit with mm. the names of the players, and that's the first line from. Uh, look, we'll look good. I love Lookman, real good, real life player. Just can't seem to. Uh, he's just Jared Bowening along and can't really turn it into. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, right now he. Yeah, he is definitely not. It's not. He's not creating as many chances for sure, and he's not putting the ball in the net himself. So, still essential to them, obviously no essential. Doubt. Uh, for what they're doing, but yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, with the emergence of other players, it's just going to happen. I mean, right now, all the emerging guys are on your team, Dave, for cheap midfielders. Shocker. So, yeah. So well, That's a great segue. Let's talk about Arsenal. Come on, you fellas! They are rising literally in the table into the top half. Davis. If it wasn't for United, I'd say that, well, in City, City's kind of quietly been say, chugging along, City is, right? City we'll is the rising team, but go yes. But but Arsenal, Arsenal first. I mean, everyone had returns just about, except Lacazette in this Newcastle match that was today, as we're recording this. Dave, I assume that you will call Arsenal a rising club in their fantasy assets. Is that correct? They have to be, don't they? Yeah, they do. It, it, look, I know no one wants to admit it, me included, right? But I mean, what Scott? We discussed Saka. And ESR, Emil Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. 
we we share part of a name there. Both are both are legit. We shared their names a couple weeks ago. And if you're wild, if you're wild carding, if you're second half wild carding, at least one of those two names you just mentioned has to be in your midfield. Look, since Smith Rowe has gotten his first start against Chelsea, is it a surprise? I don't know that the Chelsea match is when Arsenal seemed to in quotes. I'll answer turn, your question. Turn things around. No, six, it's not three, a surprise. Nine, three, six. Dave. Here's the thing. So we talked about I, – I mentioned earlier about more players are playing than, than ever, maybe. I don't know. But, but in recent history, more players are playing. And you got to find the right recipe, right? Arsenal had the wrong recipe. And yeah. they put Emile Smith-Rowe in. And, and, and others Hon- Honestly, I think Arteta was down to, like, I don't know what else to do. And, look, what was one of the things I was saying earlier in the season? Arsenal was winning all the Europa matches and their cup matches, and yep. they were demolishing people. Yep. I can't believe the first thing you're not starting with, finish your thought, but keep. I'll come back to that in just one second. <laughs> okay. I, the right recipe is All here. I'm saying is they brought some of those guys. Yes. And, and he tried and, other ones. He tried Willock for a second. You know, he tried, you know, Reese Nelson for a day. Uh, you know, obviously Pepe has gotten more than enough chances at this point. Ceballos, the same thing. But he's finally found the right recipe and that is why of all the clubs in the premier league arsenal is rising more than anyone it's because the guys are finally in the right place and what happened today when you have all the other guys right it frees up Aubameyang to be right himself yeah and so arsenal is good and they're you know barring injuries which you know party you know you worry about they his health him. they need him today was clear tierney they need they him. They need him. Like, but I mean, if these guys stay healthy, they've got the right recipe now for success, and that means good things in your fantasy team if you have Saka or Emil Smith Rowe. So you so I'm assuming based on the makeup of most midfields, you're not having Saka or Smith Rowe and Socek. So are you Or you could? You could and have three top dollar midfielders and two forwards. Yeah, it would make me nervous owning. Do you want Kane and Vardy? Do you want Kane and Vardy? Hold on, it would make me. I I know this. Saka started this time last year. He started starting games this time last year, right? And so he now is. I mean, you look at his fancy score since the Chelsea match. It's thirteen six eight three and nine. He's right. He's the own. Okay, Smith Rowe, sure. But, I mean, the price difference between them, I mean, it is .8. I mean, Smith Rowe's sitting on a 4-5. 4-5 is – that's the I – mean, he's the enabling guy, That right? is an absolute enabler. I don't see him coming out of the Premier League lineup. Kane, Vardy, KDB, Sala, uh, who, Bruno. If you want all five of those guys, put Socek and Saka or Socek I and would Smith Rowe next own, to him. And, and I'm probably not going to take a negative four to do it, but I would rather own, for sure, Saka right now over Neto. Neto's at a 5'8". 100%. And Saka, I just, I'm watching. You know, I do have a thing about owning Arsenal players, although I already own two. As I bought two weeks ago, I bought uh, Holding and Leno uh, as I missed a transfer window and all of a sudden had two free transfers. So, look, and the other thing is their defense. Okay, Partey coming back helps their defense. But Rob Holding at a 4'5", guys. The stats, yeah. I don't know. Look. He scored two in the Chelsea match, but since then it's nine, ten, six, and six. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't know what's happened. Something is, has changed a little he bit. He signed in a new contract. He's motivated. Maybe I, 
look, Arteta was hit. He and Arteta were talking with their mouths, hands over their mouths, walking off the pitch. I'm just telling you, I think he started to turn into some form of a locker room dad for them and a leader. Yep. And uh, he is holding that defense together, Brian. Okay. The statute of limitations <laughs> uh, has run out on being able to say I told you so, but like, I had him in game week one to start the season. This is what I was hoping for to start the season. He's long out of my lineup. He's long gone. He's been nowhere near it. I wish he was. But you should bring. You should consider bringing him back. Look, Arsenal's upcoming schedule is. It's not horrible. It's not the greatest. They're at Southampton, home to United, at Wolves, who are falling, at Villa, who knows what Villa is, and then home to Leeds, also falling. So I'm. Then they then they got a, a tough stretch of matches. But look. We've seen – I think we've seen Arsenal at their worst this year. Yes. They're on the way up. Yes. And I th- I like to think, knock on wood, that they're going to stay up. I-, I hope this isn't fool's goal. Yes, they will because they finally found – I don't like to oversimplify, but this recipe thing is a big deal right now in my they, opinion. They need uh, – again, they need Kieran Tierney. Again, another one. If you want to go some – if you want to spend a little money at 5-4 – Tyranny is not, not a bad place to go. He did not play against Palace inexplicably. Yeah, that was a shocker for and, everyone because he was such a popular choice. He's coming uh, off an 18. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Hugely that, popular that, That's choice. brutal. That's kind of a bad beat. And then there was rumors that he blew a hammy or something. But, uh, but he, honestly, he started if, today. Scott, if only there was injury protocol that right. would help us with that. But honestly, hey. I mean, if you know, okay, Kieran Tierney's going to get hurt. He's going to miss a match here and there at you know at best, right? And so as long as he's healthy, you put him in and you stick with him. That 18 might come back to you occasionally. You're not counting that every week, of course. But he's a he's a set-it-and-forget-it kind of guy as long as he's not carrying a red triangle next to his name. Saka is the number one scoring midfielder in the last five weeks. He's scored more points than Bruno Fernandes in the last five matches. Saka is, I mean, this is he's had flashes of this Earlier in the season, because we, you know, I I know for sure he's been in at least a couple articles earlier in the season because he was the the issue was he was get his outstatting and outscoring in FPL points he was he was doing better than Aubameyang for uh, you know obviously that's a mountain of money difference sure. between the two of them so no I mean between shot between shots and shots on target he's the second most shots on target of all midfielders in the last five weeks only Bruno Fernandez has more than him like Saka is like this is why it's it's really hard for me even comparatively I like that so you like Socek getting in the box on set pieces and that the the threat is for him to score every week, but in a way that's like only slightly better than like Harry Maguire. <laughs> like a big <laughs> center back has the same threat every week to do the same thing. I mean, you see what like Ogbana and, and, and Kurt Zuma, whenever he, you know, any of those guys that are big and tall and strong when they get in the box are capable of. It's just Socek was started at, he, at one point Socek was 4.9 and at, and he was scoring you know, he was scoring multiple goals at that point. If Saka's coming back into, like, real form here and is going to be vital to, like, a resurgent attack for them, Saka, do, I think, just does a lot more mm. for Arsenal than what Socek does for for West Ham. And the potency, I think, is a little higher for Arsenal. If if the formula works, if the recipe is going to get them... Of course, it's, hard, it's a little difficult. Talk about free fall... 
they're playing, you know, Arsenal plays a free-falling Newcastle team. Right. Uh, Ar- Newcastle is in, we're in the, uh, uh, my job is in the hands of others phase of the Steve Bruce era at, at it's well said, well said. And there, it's a Brian. week after he took, he said, I'm taking the gloves off. He criticized the players and the way they played after they lost to Sheffield. You know, this is like, they're not like, and then it's like mental errors. Like it's like mistakes <laughs> that led to the goals that they gave up today. And and that was the thing. Like Steve Bruce is furious about it, but it's just like all the boxes towards sacking are being checked. Is yeah, what exactly. I'm hearing you say. Odds on favorites. Steve one Bruce thing, right one now. more thing in a, in a new segment, Scott, yeah. that, part of that new segment I have is, is right here. Okay. Okay. The new segment is things I wish I said and didn't. Oh, okay. Okay. So, because, uh, because now, now this is extremely important. Everyone needs to listen to this. I'm listening. Uh, As I was watching the Arsenal match today, I'm watching the first half on the 18 minute mark. I'm in like, I'm watching them and we're not getting any, many great shots on goal. Maybe it started creeping closer to halftime. And I'm like, you know, this game, uh, I'm not even worried about this game. This game feels like a 3-0 game. I swear on my life. Goes into <laughs> halftime. Something else happened at work. I wasn't able to come back to it. I turn it back on. It's 2-0. And I'm like, son of a <laughs> Why didn't I say that? And then I can look like a, a, a genius. That's right. Again, things I didn't say and didn't. You can choose to believe me on that or not. Why this Arsenal segment did not start with the outgoing players for Arsenal is beyond me because because I don't even care. One that is so past gone. One of them, you lose Kolasinets, pod favorite. Now, I did Kolasinets. I do salute is now that guy. out on the loan. You do, we never have I to talk about him. him, or we don't at least have to talk about him for the rest of this FPL season. Dave Mazet Urzel is finally gone. Finally, is terminated contract by mutual consent. You don't feel like this is a good move for Arsenal? You don't feel like this is only going to help bring up the mood of the club? No, because I think Arteta, when he came in, he he froze Ozil out because he wasn't going to let him infect the rest of the club because that's what was going on. Things were never... After the robbery thing with Kolasinic and Ozil, he was never right after that anyways for whatever reason. So maybe it wasn't all his fault. But, dude, we all know this. Anyone watching their games, Arteta doesn't want anyone out there that's not going to work for it. He didn't want to work. He didn't want to put the work rate in on defense. I just thought you'd start with a hearty ding-dong. The witch so, is dead. And that you're it finally, is so this, far this, gone. The, the saga like, even, is over. I don't even want to kick him while he's down because he wasn't affecting me. All anymore. right. All like, right. I just thankfully, thought, I, I had a manager who is not scared to freeze out whoever. And... Like, whether it was Guendozi, whether it was Socrates, whether it was Ozil, and then Kolasinic, he's not scared to get of any, or get rid of anybody. So, see you later. If you don't fit into the plan, see you later. One other thing. Does the Aubameyang brace do anything for either of you guys? No, not yet. I'm, no, no, no. Not fantasy-wise. Uh, Arsenal fan-wise, yes. Let's see some form come back. He needed that. Uh, fantasy-wise, no. No, no, no. Not. In the era of diversification, Saka's your Arsenal midfielder, okay. period. Agreed, I just can't agreed. think of a I can't think of a heavy hitting differential. Maybe one. There's, but I can't think of anyone who. Uh, I I would is get bigger it. Bigger than Obama. Yeah, of course I would get it. But that is a huge risk for the money, even still. 
Uh, Arsenal's success as a rising club from this point forward is going to depend not on the recipe because the recipe has been found. Now it's going to depend on health. I, I think that's guaranteed. There's one club, in my opinion, that is falling, and it's because of poor health. And that club is Southampton. Yeah, Southampton's getting that's brutal. I was them. really surprised, sort of. Maybe I shouldn't have been with the Leicester Southampton. I was watching the highlights, and like Southampton kind of got owned. Most of that game could have been way worse than than just two nothing. Well, I mean, if you were going to go through this list, Scott, I mean, no Ings, Danny Ings, and still COVID. not available because of COVID, should be back next match, possibly in the next two. Like, should, might be available to play against you guys. They can only hope that he is. But they lost. Long term, they're down Musa Gineppo, who has been outstanding for them yeah. for what they're doing attacking wise. Yannick Vestergaard, long term injury out for a long time. And Nathan Redmond hasn't been a huge factor for them, but that's another guy. That's three Bertrand guys. Bertrand is suspended now as we're sitting here. Yeah. Smallbone has been coming off the bench and getting some decent minutes here and there. He's out now. So, and, and I only reference you know him because. It's not just the big names. It's also the depth. It's the cover. Yeah. Southampton's getting obliterated right now, and it's showing up in their form. They are going to. They are the one club that I would say sell, sell, sell if you haven't already. With that said, I still have Kyle Walker Peters buried at the end of my bench, but honestly, you know, he gave me two points in my bench boost. Great, uh, you know. But there's no reason right now, in my opinion, because of the lack of depth right now for Southampton. To keep them, they are a falling club out of that top half of the table. We have completely, and I want to apologize to all of our listeners. We have completely buried the lead here because we have waited till now to talk about Manchester City in depth. No one's risen more faster than Manchester City, currently second in the table. Dave, you got to be feeling good because I know you've got John Stones as twenty-one as we're sitting here in your fantasy points. Look, I don't mean to toot my own horn because it's not often I get to toot my own horn, Brian. Yep. But ever since week fourteen, I brought in John Stones, and he all he has done for me is this: an eight, six, two, six, twenty-one. John Stones. As we love to get Scott give John Stone's ownership update. I didn't feel great when I brought him into my team, but I did. I wild carded him in in week 14 and have gotten all those points. Before that, he did not start a match. Before that, he had a 6, 6, and an 8. Almost, and I think almost every game John Stone's has started for City since he's been back, he has had a clean sheet with the exception of of the Chelsea match. That is very, very impressive. So I don't know if it's if he's the reason why City's coming into form or or what it is. All I know is, Scott, the John Stones ownership update that you demand is 11.9%. Brian, what say you? Is that too little? We, I feel like we did talk about this. I know we did. Weeks and weeks ago. I, and... I I feel like he deserves his own positive segment now. His ownership, like I just, well, it's still the Johnson's ownership update. I'm not ready. But to, it should be on the up. I'm should not ready not? to crown him the greatest center back in in the Premier League or anything. But I think I can't think of anyone who has so drastically turned around what looked like the worst fortune in the league, and has now turned into a guy who's like playing outstanding and then you talk about a formula 
whatever this formula is with Ruben Diaz and John Stones as Manchester City center back, it's working. Yeah, it's working. It's working the best in the Premier League of all defenses. Scott, so, do you own John Stones? No. Okay. Remember when we last time the three of us recorded, and I said I had gone to him, and you had said you were mocking me a little bit, and then you said, "Wait a minute, he's a four eight. He's okay. five one. Now he's five one. He's three times more transferred in since he's twenty one than anyone else leading into game with twenty. Crazy. Yeah, his price is skyrocketing. Even with the price going up to five one, kind of to Brian's point, I mean FPL priced him." Way below anyone else who plays regularly in City's defense. At 5 0 to start the season. I mean, it was, I mean, Nathan Ake is 5 4, Fernandinho's 5 4, Zinchenko's 5 5, and you still have Stones down there at 5 1. Yeah, I think the, I, I, that speaks to the thought of him starting at the start, at the beginning of the right. season. It, I mean, well, the, the, it, it was they Laporte. Had, they brought, yeah, Le, the, Laporte seemed to be the obvious choice. And then the question was, will it be Nathan Ake? Ruben Diaz had gotten some. Some play. I think the last choice of all of those players was going to be John Stones, and so the fact that he dropped to four eight at one point. I mean, there, no, there was. That's what I mean. There was four, no. Eight. Yeah. There was no belief that not that he was going to get in or that he was going to do anything good, and it's it has completely flipped. Scott, the last part of my segment of wish things I wish I said and didn't in our Slack workspace this week. After the fact, as we were discussing. Who we were captaining, and I said, I'm going to go with Salah. Just felt like a Maguire trip penalty accidental. Give Salah a penalty type of a game. I'm going to go with Salah. <clears throat> Liverpool's second game is against Burnley. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go with Salah as my captain this week. Right after I get in and I hit send and I sat down looking at it, I'm like, I start typing this. I start typing. But if I had any stones, I honestly feel like John Stones is the most consistent point getter for me this week. I typed that out. And I was too chick to hit send. And I erased it all and just it, it, it went into the oblivion of nothing. And again, things I wish I said and didn't because I'm too chick. Speak up next time, man. Be yourself. I could have looked so smart, Scott. You could Instead, have. I just look like the fool that I am. That's right. FPL, of course, every time somebody does good that you don't expect, I mean, that's the natural question. So they, somebody did ask that. I think there was... A few I, hundred I, triple captains. I was going to say, there's thousands of people that captained him, but there yeah. are hundreds of people A few hundred triple, triple captains, captains, yeah, on John Stones. Um, with one match still to come as we're recording. Um, what do you I mean? Is there somebody in particular you want to talk about this, or is this just that Manchester City... I still, I mean, this is the first match in a while where they've just, just kicked the doors in. Other than that Burnley match, yeah. other ever so many other on paper good matchups for them didn't didn't produce as many a lot of goals. This is Crystal Palace without Zaha, and they just they just. Whip I it. need to seriously consider next week maybe going from from Salah to Kevin De Bruyne or Sterling. The city's upcoming schedule is is at West Brom, home to Sheffield, and then at Burnley. I know that is tasty. Yeah, I, I would like. Sheesh. I would. I'm. I am. I, I mean, of course, everyone is going to be holding their breath until the team sheet comes out for them because De Bruyne leaves early here. 
against Crystal Palace and immediately went for treatment on what was called a sore ankle. But Brian, there's no triangle next to his name. Yeah, that is true, but I think there's going to be some fitness sweating until uh, you see that <laughs> until you see him actually out there. Sounds especially like, because they're not because I mean fitness sweat. That sounds like me at the gym because of the because of the opponent. I think should make make it a little bit more um, nervy. Hey, can we talk about Ilkai? Ilkai's been excellent. His last five eleven nine three eight. If you want to go back two games before that, there's a three and a ten. Ilkai Gundwan going under the radar at a five five. Let me tell you, I'd rather own him than Neto. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of players right this very moment that are uh, that the arrows are pointing a little bit higher than they are for Pedro Neto. Neto is suffering too. Neto was a. You're lucky that you got points from him at all this week because he was a doubt. According to the team, heading into the well, I, uh, heading I had into him on the, the West bench. Brom match, I had him uh, on the bench. No, but I'm saying like even if you if you played him, I'm sure. not saying necessarily for you, but like just knowing what a popular choice he was, and now like you look at the 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 number of players below his price point right now that you just say, I mean it's it's the it's the shiny uh, the shiny new toy. There's a lot of them below him right now. Gundogan has now started seven games. Seven games on the spin. In Pep World, that seems to be, and his, his placement before this, I don't ever remember a time where he started seven games in a row. He, I mean, he's played in a bunch, but it's start three, miss one. Start two, miss one, right? It, he, he's always suffered from Pepology. I don't know what's changed, but for whatever reason, and if anyone did not see the goal that he scored this past week. It was great. It was smoking. Yeah. It might have been one of the goal, best goals of the week. Yeah, Gundogan and Sterling's goals both were just outstanding. Sterling's free kick was outstanding. Yeah, both were excellent. I'm just saying, he's 5-5, five, five, for God's sakes. He's 5-5. Yeah. Five, five. yeah, going into the this upcoming run of matches for Manchester City, I don't I don't know what three to choose. Right now, I have I still have Cancelo in my team. I do, too. I have Cancelo and Stones. I have Cancelo and Stones with Sterling. And thankfully, I mean, owning Sterling, not KDB, helped me this week. Yeah. You know, but but that's one guy, if I was going, if I wanted to go up from to, from Sun to someone, that's somebody that I... Where, if Sterling? I, I mean, that's... That's a that's, big jump. That's like a $2 jump. It's a good jump, but I don't think it's an impossible jump. Real quick, let's just go through this. Saka or Gundogan? Saka. But but it's... What about for the next three weeks? It's a tough question, but yeah, Saka, I, my gut says Saka. I, I think... I, 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 if I'm going to City, I'm not going to Gundogan. I'm going to KDB. So I would go solid to KDB yeah, more than I would go to Gundogan lower. You're drawing a line with only picking one. Why can't you own a KDB and a Gundogan? COVID. You got screwed by City getting a match canceled earlier this season. Why do you forget this so quickly? Because it happened once. They already all got it. <laughs> oh, and they're never going to get it again. See, no. this is not an NBA no one podcast. Gets it twice. If I was going to go for Manchester City assets, this yes. is why I would want to go for the premium guy. I think that's. You'd want to go to Sterling and or KDB, uh, with, which is what Scott's saying. Right. Like, I, I feel like those guys, at like at some point, the, the Halls. Are, uh, were imminent. It's so just then, been like so, that for them a long so, time, so for a while. So you would say Saka. You would say Saka then. 
I yes, for my for my team and like even now, that's what I'm saying. Like having like the way my team is set up, yeah, I would rather have because who is gonna unless you're gonna say uh, like of the premium guys right now, Sun is uh, the top scoring midfielder. So owning Sun, are you are you getting rid of him? We've kind of all agreed for the most part. Here, no, not, but a lot of people have. Bruno Fernandez has become an essential midfield piece. Mo Salah has been an essential midfield piece. And then if you throw KDB in there as a fourth midfield piece, then which you're is not, not a bad, Kane. right? You're not right. the The only other thing would be you at that point. You're almost locked into having one of the low price midfielders as your fifth midfielder. But I'm saying if you have those four guys in your midfield, you can like I have it right now. I mean, I have Ben Chilwell, Cancelo, and Stones all in my team right this minute with a really expensive goalkeeper, which is idiotic. So like, it's possible to put the money, you know, to put it into places. I just I think it really does. It kind of depends. Are you gonna? Do you have Kane? If you have Harry Kane, or if you really do want Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to make a sacrifice somewhere. So, I just think there's a. I think those four heavy hitter guys in the midfield are all, are all viable. And whether that's KDB or Sterling, with Bruno and Salah and Son, I mean, I just I don't. If you did, if you made your fifth guy Gundogan, I mean, why not? I mean, I feel like that's a really. I feel like that's a really. Decent move. Yeah, you asked my preference earlier compared to Saka, but I wouldn't call anyone going to go into one a bad move. Sure. No, I agree. I'm with you 100%. Anyone else, Dave, in the rising and falling category that you uh, would like to cover, or have we, have we covered all the ground? No, I, I mean, look, Bamford's still third in striker scoring. Like, for his price, like, what, other, take, what yeah. other strikers yeah, yeah, yeah. are lighting it up? No, like, you'll you'll take like, a dip in form. Like why are you? I was gonna is say, Leeds no. not going to come back? Is Leeds not going to score goals the right. rest of the season? Leeds will always score some goals, and Bamford will be involved. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know why anyone would go away from him right now. Strikers are, are trying, kind of hard, other than Kane, to figure out where the goals are coming from. Or Vardy, even though he hasn't, he didn't do it in the first match of this double game week, and and the impingements matter. Uh, currently, my front line is Kane and then Antonio and Bamford. That's what I have, of course. You're copying me as usual. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I'm doing. Um, no, I look. I think we've I think we've covered most of it. I really do. I, we've covered a lot, and we we didn't talk about Spurs much. But you know, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about. It, but but here's something we didn't talk about at all: is Liverpool. Are we going to discuss Liverpool and their falling? I think there's only their falling team assets at the moment. There's only one. I mean, how many are is is there? Are we still over twenty percent ownership on a defender? Is Robertson at twenty percent? I know he he skyrocketed there. Yeah, he's at twenty one even. From, right, so that's extremely high, and it's and it's still number one scoring defender, but right, so, high priced. Yes, and nobody. I mean, Alexander Arnold's dip, whether it's health or you know whatever the issue is with he him. still owned 13.7 right he's still owned a, d- a decent amount but like beyond that that's it i mean hardly anyone is going scott for, what's going on Mane. why isn't your team scoring i mean I, i'm looking at salah he hasn't scored since week 14 west well, brom newcastle just, southampton 
United. I was going to say I, that's the concern is that three straight matches where they've scored zero goals as a team. It and is so bizarre. Se- I need to know seems like a, from our resident thing. Liverpool right. homer, what say you about like what I'm a Salah owner. I don't think I'm ready to sell him, but oh my gosh, I said earlier, well, maybe I should sell him for, for, I don't know, who did I say? Some, I said somebody. KDB. Yeah. Salah's going to play Spurs. KDB's going to play West Brom. I know. I'm looking at it too as a Salah owner. I don't know. I mean, when you draw against West Brom, suddenly no matchup looks great. And they haven't, they haven't scored goals. It's it's one of those things. I, I mean, drawing West Brom is bad, but then losing, like their just their form, yeah. their five week form, it's terrible. Is, is, it looks like it's four years ago. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, it is a shocking it, it, run of, shocking. of matches for them right now, uh, and it's what, dropped them before. What am I to make of it? I'm concerned. I think they do you uh, like Klopp. Do you like Klopp's hit tone right now? I mean, he's been a bit. Uh, edgy, bick- bickery, uh, with yeah, very edgy. Minimum a bickery with Chris Wilder stuff, and uh, like some I of don't the other think stuff. he's been wrong. There was one week where I thought he was picking an argument he didn't need to pick. Otherwise, I think he's been spot on. Even coming into the United match, where he called out the stats on United's penalties versus Liverpool's penalties. There, there is no question Liverpool have not gotten calls they could have gotten and got last year. Zero. Only absolute Liverpool haters will argue with me on that, but. Points are points. Results are results. They haven't gotten them. They haven't scored any goals. And uh, yeah, no, I'm very concerned. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm ho- every match now. I'm watching, hoping this is the one where they snap out of it. Uh, it looks like they used up their supply a few weeks early when they played Crystal Palace, and they haven't. Uh, they haven't uh, reloaded yet. And, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like solid KDB looks like my game week twenty. Free transfer potentially. Were you surprised that Shakiri started against Manchester United? No, because when you're, you know, when you already have two midfielders who are your central defenders, I mean, you can't understate how decimated by injury Liverpool has been. And I know we just said that about multiple clubs, but when you have like when injuries happen, like you can you can rally the troops for a little while, but eventually reality sets in, and I think reality is just setting in. The table setters, especially Jordan Henderson in the midfield, you've got him further back now. Agree. He's not now, setting the table for anybody. So my, my opinion is my, my brother was complaining as a Liverpool fan uh, was complaining this weekend about, oh, great, now we're going to be in fourth. And I'm like, I was thinking like, man, with all your injuries, that actually is a pretty good accomplishment considering how everyone else is playing. Now, look, I, I look at Arsenal, I'm like, well, okay, so at center back, there was at one point there was Mustafi, Socrates, Pablo Mari, David Luiz, Rob Holding, Gabriel, and William Salida. Almost seven choices. Now, some of those have gone, but there's at least five to six choices at center back. I'm looking at Liverpool, and I'm like, Matip and Van Dyke, Gomez, who is a pseudo right back and or kind of a Swiss Army knife of defender. Well, I love Gomez. I'm not talking trash. I'm just saying there, there wasn't a whole lot of cover to begin with for, the, for a center back. Unless he was planning on Fabinho being some of that cover. I think Fabinho so was, you yeah. Fabinho is your fourth-choice center back, and right now he's your anchor. I guess I'm just saying I wonder if, if Klopp couldn't have had a little bit more depth going into the season. No, I don't think so. I mean, you have four options at center back. Could have gotten Tosin Adarabayo for yeah, $2 Yeah, there you million. go. That's true. 
it's fair. No, I, I think I think at some point Henderson has to come back into the midfield, and you just got to trust one of the kids in the back or sign somebody. But it sounds like they're not going to. Uh, yeah, I've really I've big concerns about Liverpool. I, I, anyone should. There's not a lot of fantasy points here for any of these guys uh, for for several game weeks, several game weeks, and matchups where you would have expected it. I think I'm too chicken to go away from Salah right now. I mean, yeah, of course he could drop a brace immediately. But, you know, KDB But good against- Lord, when you compare – if you're telling me I could have Sterling, who's not leaving the City lineup, and neither right. is DeBrowna. Right. And they're playing the bottom four. And they're four. playing the – yeah, the next three <laughs> matches. They're playing exactly. like uh, after this match week, right? Yeah. Like, oh One of gosh. the not great stats for Salah of the – you know, the, I mean, obviously they're not doing well. But in the last three games, he's only taken five shots. He's had the ball a lot around the box, but he, you know, he, there's been a lot of blocks. There, you know, there's been a lot of turnovers. Uh, you know, I wonder. Uh, I and mean, there's contract stuff going on. Well, Scott. that's 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 what I'm debating whether I even say. Like, I don't know anything. Pure speculation on my part. But you didn't hear about Salah wanting to leave Liverpool until after he dip in form after he got COVID. I just wonder, like Klopp would have been so pissed was about the it, way he there, got. You COVID. think there's something else behind the scene? Like I do, and now all of a sudden you hear these rumors about you know maybe Salah leaving. Uh, you know, Klopp, Klopp is he's he runs that club. Sure. And you know, right now he's facing a challenge he's probably never faced before as a manager. A, is he giving him a little bit of the Ozil treatment? That no, 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 no. I don't think it's like that. I just think it, I think egos are bumping against each other. A pure speculation on my part. Let me be super clear. Uh, but Salah hasn't That's been the same call, since. Scott. I hadn't thought about that. You know, Klopp's not going to give up control of the club. Of course, he is the manager. He is the leader of that club. Sure. Uh, but you just, you know, when you win a title and you're 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 superstar, legitimately, and Liverpool are notoriously stingy financially, especially in this uh, John Henry uh, era. Mm-hmm. I just, I just wonder. Mm. You know, you hear about Wijnaldum probably leaving in the summer. Uh, you know, Mane rumors have been around for a while. Yeah, it's it's it, it's 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 interesting. Uh, on a solid KDB as I mean, a Liverpool look, fan might be my move. I'm excited Teams for the. I'm excited can't last for the. Forever. I'm excited for the Eden Hazard Liverpool era to begin. <laughs> no, seriously, this is this is now a third year, right? You had two seasons ago where you lost to City by one in the in the league. Best second place finish ever. Unbelievable, and then and then last year where you just broke all types of records, and then so you come in. I mean, teams like that, it's tough to stay together forever. I mean, this I'm not trying to be too dramatic about this. Maybe this is a slow. This is where it starts. With all that said, this could also just be the bottom for Liverpool. They they quickly bounce be. back and they hit Very six well. on the spin. Very well, that could, could easily be. happen. Agreed. You know whether they finish. You know where they finish at the end of the table. I've no, I understand end of the because Arsenal was there. What <laughs> seems like three or four weeks ago. And and as a Liverpool fan, I just want to say my faith in Jurgen Klopp is unwavering. Sure. And, and as it should be, he has given you no reason to not. But yeah, he has seemed edgy. Like the, I, I think the pressure has, has been different this season for sure. Uh, if you follow us on social media, you would have seen me talk about uh, the uh, player in our FPL America podcast league who was the highest scorer in game week 18. We don't know yet who that's going to be in game week 19, but we do know who, as we're sitting here tonight, who is in the top three of the FPL America Podcast League. Bo is hanging on to number one. He wants to be Leeds first place, currently sitting on 62 points in this game week. 
Dan is in second. Dan and Brian, is... I don't know how this is the first time, like tonight, that I read this team name. It is by far, in my opinion, the best team name in the league. Me, as in Ben, me. Mm. K-O-C-H. McCox Ailing. <laughs> Luke Ailing. It is the best. Dan, thank you for being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 98. He's got 98 points so far in the game. Week. That's outstanding. Holy. he ca- Who did he captain, Scott? I'm looking at it right now. He captained De Bruyne. De Bruyne. That's a great rest of team to the, have that high of a score. And he, every sing- he's bench boosted, and every single player in his starting 11 still has another match to play. Yep. Emiliano Martinez and Goal still has both matches. He is going to have a monster week. Holy. And he has he has. And he jumped. also had Stones and Gundogan, so yep. he sold out for he jumped, City. He jumped a lot of places in the table. He passed by a lot of guys to get up to second. Uh, Bo, he's coming for you in first. And then uh, still hanging in the top three, Daniel Darmok at Vinegra is sitting in third. His his low price defender on this bench boost was Ajayi. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, Way to go, Dan. The semi-Ajayi score, uh, that goal would have been my um, – that would have been my nominee for pointless mm-hmm. FPL goal of the season as it was assisted by 0.1% selected Kyle Bartley. Scott, who's in seventh place in our league overall? Uh, me. Wow. That's really high. Hanging Look in at there. you. Hanging in there. Holding off Super Frank's 11 for the moment. Come on, Ryan, get it together. <laughs> Let's got that. Oh, hey, he's sitting on an 89, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Good yep. job, Ryan. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm holding on to my FPL Cup matchup still. Uh, I, you know, We whittled down the four-plus million in FPL who made the FPL Cup. You know, We're in the third week of that now, so we're already down to the one-plus million players who are still playing. I'm holding on in that matchup. If you're still playing the FPL Cup, we'd love to hear how you're doing with that, so make sure you let us know on social media. We love to interact with our listeners uh, as uh, you reach out to us. Scott, we, we covered a lot. We did, but you know what? It's an important time of the year. The second half is about to begin. The matches are coming just about daily right now when the uh, FA Cup doesn't get in the way. It's one man's opinion anyway, uh, but it's a good time. Continue to uh, track with us both in this podcast feed as well as on social media as we mentioned already. I love it, Scott. For the FPL America podcast, this is Stanley Smith. Until next time. <laughs>